And with that, good evening. Uh, we started last week with a new topic, Hakara Satov. And as I mentioned last week, you know, people want a magic trick to be happy. And I don't blame people for wanting a magic trick to be happy. I want to be happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Life, when you're bitter, when you're morose, when you're sad, it's just not as pleasurable. And you can't, you, you don't function as well. You don't, you don't thrive. You cope at best. Right? People who are not happy are not thriving. And the Rebbeinu Shalom wants us to thrive. He wants us to walk in. It doesn't make a difference of dark days, cold days, traffic days, non-traffic days. He wants us to be happy every single day. Right? That is how a Jew should be living. It bothers me nothing more than to hear a Yid of course, you know, there are days and there's a bracha, there are days that are tragic. Okay, that is, that's, that's a different story. Not so much tragedy, God forbid. But the average day, more than the average day, the 99% days of a person's life, they should be happy. We should be, walk with a smile, not only on our face, but in our heart as well. We should appreciate life. We should appreciate the people who are around. We should be happy to be alive. We should have the strength. Because if you're not happy... It saps your strength at some level. And you don't have the koyach. I remember someone who was in my office recently. I don't have, they, they, I don't have the koyach. They didn't say, they weren't so yeshivish. They didn't say, I don't have the koyach. They said, I don't have the strength to do this. They, they, they were a physically healthy, strong person. Well, really, they didn't have the strength. They weren't, they were sad. And if you're sad, you don't have the strength. Your coping skills, when you're down and you're out, are a lot less. So, we, we want to be happy. However, Happiness is a product, is a byproduct of other things. What we discussed in our first lecture series about patience and not getting angry. Anyway, when a person gets angry, they can be in a bad mood for hours, for days. They can, they can be, they can be grump. I was reading my son's yesterday, Dovi and the Surprise Guests. Highly recommended for boys ages 2 to 6 and for girls is ages 3 to 8. Why the difference? Ask me later. Okay, so there's Grumpy Gamal. So whenever I read to my children about Grumpy Gamal, it's a camel, Gamal like the camel. So I said, Grumpy Gamal! And my son's like, it's like hysterical, Grumpy Gamal. Who wants to be around Grumpy Gamal? Right? You're an angry, grumpy person. People don't like you and you don't like yourself. It's not good to be an un- angry, grumpy Gamal. Okay? Uh, that we discussed the first time. Last week I said, even more important at some level is the beautiful trait of Hakaras Hatoyev of gratitude. That if a Jew can walk around this world having gratitude, having being thankful, we discussed how Ray Miller ate an apple and how appreciative he was. If we look at the people around us and we appreciate their gifts, if we look at Hashem's constant gifts to us, we're so if we have gratitude, if somebody gives us so much and we appreciate that, the little inconveniences in life don't bother us. But if we don't have gratitude, then we could be very bothered and we can even be sad in life. We pointed out um, that when you, somebody gives you a gift, they should, in general, if, unless it's embarrassing, for example, charity, which is embarrassing to a person to receive it, they shouldn't tell you. Not for their sake, but for your sake. Because gratitude is not an act of piety. It's not something that belongs to the worlds of the Chafetz Chaims, or the Rebbe Kanyevskis, or uh, the uh, Reb Chaim Eizers, or the Ramesha Feinstein's gratitude is an obligation for everyone, all, uh, all of us, for everyone in this world. 
Right? The, the, it's, it's fundamental. Hashem wants us to have appreciation. Right? All of you can see me. All you can hear me. What an unbelievable... Hey, I mean, Hashem wants us to appreciate that. Right? Hashem wants us to appreciate the gifts. And if we appreciate the gifts, it changes our whole Zoltan Shang. Our whole Ashkafas Achayim is very, very different. Um, not only should we make sure to... Uh, to have, to realize that we have an obligation to be, have gratitude, but to realize that gratitude is not only, I, may, I mentioned a, a tremendous fallacy, most people at best, and this is because they have reminders, good, you know, people, they look at you, how come I'm not saying thank you? You know, or certainly a husband who doesn't appreciate their wife, he deserves to be, you know, hinted at. Right? People remind you, parents, you know, a parent will only give a kid so much, hopefully, until they, they, without the kid saying thank you. And then they say, well, no. <laughs> right? You know, that's good education. Children, that's, we'll get there. I mean, they, children need to have gratitude. You can't, that has to be, if, they don't, if they're not raised with gratitude, that's an awful thing. Right? So, we sometimes, at best, imagine gratitude towards human beings. But I mentioned last week, it's a tragedy, but most of us don't have gratitude towards Hashem. Religious Jews, I don't care how long the shaitel or payas or no payas or the skirt and stockings. Religious Jews walk around without gratitude. And how do I know this? Because I see what motivates people to daven. Now again, as I mentioned last week, when I mentioned last week, of course if a person wants something, they should daven to Hashem. If they want to get married, if they want to have children, if they want to be healthy, if they want to, uh, you know, Reestablish relationship if they want to get it, have a good living. Cry to Hashem! Cry! Hashem wants us to cry to Him. But how about, I mean, I said it's crazy. People's whole relationship to prayer is a tragedy in life. It should be they walk into Hashem. That's human nature. That doesn't make it right. But that's human nature. So wait, so I, so. Have gratitude that that's not us. Huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the person who needs them will get them. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I don't disagree with you that it's human nature. Right. And therefore, if you don't have gratitude towards humans, you won't have gratitude to Hashem. But it's still incredulous for a religious Jew, for an observant Jew, a God-believing, God-fearing Jew, not to have gratitude to Hashem. And it's detrimental to a relationship to Hashem. Because if we walk around with gratitude... Our prayers will be different. How about when we wake up in the morning? Baruch Hashem, thank you, Hashem. You read the stories about the righteous. Right? They work Adon Allah Hashem. They feel it. It's it's pulsating through their blood. Right? You wake up in the morning. Thank you, Hashem. You say a bracha on the row shop on a good sandwich. Right? Bug free. Thank you. Bug free in the row shop. You and you say that hamotzi lacha min You it's not because you're you're appreciating what you have and you bench. I I, I look at people they, when they bench. Sometimes I can't understand the bracha min Bracha min Benching is uh, the one bracha that's for sure biblical, according to all opinions. It's actually the three brachas that are for sure bracha. How, where's the gratitude? People can be looking around, spacing out. Did I bench? Did I not bench? Right? Right? You know, benching. I mean, if we would appreciate the gifts that Hashem gives us, right, our health, our, we would, our relationship to Hashem would be much different. Right? It would be so much different. And we said that gratitude, even Kaviyachal, 
God has gratitude towards us and requites us for our gratitude. God appreciates the good that we do. So gratitude is the, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu, we, we mentioned, could not have hit the, the, the river for the blood and the frogs, nor hit the ground to cause the kinim. Not because the ground in an inanimate thing would have recognized any difference. But Moshe Rabbeinu, the sensitivity that he had to have towards gratitude, that actually necessitated himself not to hit the wall from where he drank. It's so crucial gratitude. It's so important to have gratitude. And we mentioned that in human dynamics, in human relationships, it's kamayim panim al panim. When we have gratitude towards others, it increases, it feeds the relationship. For example, we mentioned a married couple. Right? If you, if you are in a married couple, if in the beginning it's, oh, thank you, thank you, please, please, thank you, I appreciate you, and you didn't let it dissipate over years, right? you don't appreciate the gifts uh, of what it means to be married, of what your spouse does for you, that's going to affect your marriage. Right? It's going to affect your marriage. A person who doesn't appreciate what it means to have children, they won't appreciate their children. A person who doesn't appreciate what it means to have parents, never say to the parents, thank you to the parents, until till they come, I turn and come for your side tonight, you know. <laughs> I, that's a tragedy, and it affects the relationship. All relationships, if you don't stop to appreciate it, you don't stop to enjoy it, you'll lose the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the preciousness of it. The, the realization of how valuable uh, it is. And sometimes even, sometimes even, these relationships could actually lead to, ha- to hatred. <laughs> or at some level, not open hatred, but a, a certain despising. I've had married couples come into my office and say, I don't like this on my spouse. I guarantee you, when they were looking to get married, and they were dating for, 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 for 25 times, that thing, that didn't bother them at all. How come it bothers them today? The, the, the giggle, she giggled the same way 25 years ago. Right? Right? Or he, he didn't know, you know, how, you know, whatever, 30 years ago, what time would, uh, what time is 8 o'clock, what time is 9 o'clock? You know, but when he picked you up late in the day, you appreciated his good qualities, or she, if he appreciated your, her good qualities. So why now is the thing bothering? Because there's, there's a lack of gratitude. When a person's in a great mood, right, I, I, a person's in a fantastic mood, right, they're so grateful, things don't bother them. I once mentioned this, actually, I have to be careful. My mother told me she's been listening to some of my classes, so. <laughs> but I'll, uh, but, but I'll, I'll deal with this privately. Uh, I, one of the things that I, I mean, it, was, it was really a good thing. At the time, that was a little shocking to my, you know, I, they, I, you know, I, was, I told my, my my parents, I was planning to stay in Israel, I was in the Mir Yeshiva even longer than I anticipated. So when did I tell this to my mother? I told her the, the day my sister got engaged. She was my, my sister was two years younger than me, but she did. She went out before I did, and she got engaged. But I was in such a great mood. I said, Ian, this is great. By the way, I'm staying in Israel. It was the next day. I, I'll never forget what she told me. She the conversation, I didn't say the first minute. She started for like 15 minutes talking how nice the L'chaim and the Var was and how beautiful and she's such a great mood and this. I said, this is great. This is fantastic. You know, I'm so proud. I'm so happy. I'm so... By the way, so she said to me, this is, this is really serious because she didn't really... You know, looking back now, she's very happy. I say I learned in the Mary Yeshiva even longer than anticipated. But she said to me, 
I'm in such a good mood. Whatever you tell me, it doesn't make a difference. And we all like that. It, means, it may not be someone who's engaged. But when, when things are going well, if, if, if we're in a fantastic mood, like, the minor things don't bother us. Somebody, I, I, I'll never forget, I was dealing with somebody with um, anxiety issues. And I think the person had, I think it was athlete's foot, if I remember correctly. So I said, like, <laughs> he was so stressed out about athlete's foot. So I said to the person, like, what's the big deal? He says, you don't understand. With all my problems, this just makes it worse. If a guy's in a great mood, athletes, are, it's, it's annoying, don't get me wrong, but you can deal with it. It doesn't really bother you. So when you're in marriage, and you say, you know, my husband, he makes a living for me. He takes out the garbage. He calls me in the middle of the day. What a great husband. He could be doing a half hour for lunch. And every day he calls to see how I'm doing. That's fantastic. That's a mensch of a husband. Right? My husband, he doesn't say anything when I don't put on makeup and when I look, whatever. Right? Hey, uh, my, if the fact that my husband doesn't know what a clock is, <laughs> I can live with. Because I appreciate all of his pluses. But guess what happens if in 25 years of marriage you don't appreciate all those pluses, you're just used to it, you take it for granted. And then him not knowing the time, the time it is bothers you. It bothers you. Because you don't have the gratitude for everything else. It's, and it's not only a husband, it's any relationship in life. Right? I've met people, I've talked to people. I had a fantastic lunch today. I, I, it's going to be for a different drasha. I can tell you the lunch today is going to un- unbelievably interesting. Um, but I'm actually very grateful. I, I went for lunch with one person, someone else was there. We had met. Very interesting. But I, I, I have met people who have lost their job. Okay? And they got a job after a year, two years, which were imperfect. And they were so happy. <laughs> they, they, you can't even imagine the happiness. You know why? It, because they have gratitude towards the job. If you're grateful for your job, if you're grateful for your job, you can deal with it. If you're not grateful for that job, you'll sit there and you'll harp on, why well, I don't like other jobs. And you'll make, like, I don't like this. I, the boss doesn't, not, doesn't say, doesn't say hello to me in the morning. And in my office, my cubicle is too tight. And the person next to me is a blabbermouth. You meet a person who, who's looking for a job, I'm telling you, when they get that job with that blabbermouth, Baruch Hashem for that blabbermouth. <laughs> Let her speak in my cubicle, this is great. Why her? Why? Why her? <laughs> 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 Do you really want me to answer that question? Yes. Ask me afterwards. <laughs> the, the point is, is that if a person has gratitude, a person has appreciation, every relationship is different. It's a different galaxy. It's a different, it's a different, it changes everything in that sense. So, Revolva, in his great wisdom, said that in order to bring gratitude to real life, he brought a proof from Bikorim, from the first fruits. And that is, that you have to concretize it. Thinking in your heart, oh, what a nice husband, what a nice mother, what a great kid, what a nice boss, right? You walk into bars and they get you the bodic broccoli, the bodic cauliflower, the bodic spinach, and we're thankful to pars. And as you walk out of pars, you think in your heart, thank you, pars. That's not bad. At least you appreciated pars. Right? You think in your heart, pars. But wouldn't it be better if you went over to to Ramon to, 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 to Thank you for getting me the bodek. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that change your gratitude as you enjoy your broccoli bug-free? 
right? And you eat it in spiritual health and physical health. It wouldn't that, right? It's because it teaches you, it's not enough just to think it. You gotta actually do it. And what we pointed out at Robles is a person every day, this is what I'll work on out, three times a day. I'm not sure how many people took a notebook and did it this past week. But again, you know, I, I don't, I'm, you can tape, you can listen to me 20 times, 30 times, but I, I really believe a person will get a lot more out of this and a lot better, uh, uh, bank for their buck. And therefore, uh, the dividends are happiness in this world and the next, right? change your relationship with Hashem in this world and the next by doing these exercises uh, three times a day. And we mentioned to say thank you specifically three times a day to individuals who does this kindness does not mean that somebody offered us you know, this unbelievable thing. It's for even the small things. You go to the doctor's office. Even though you pay the doctor, you say thank you. And you acknowledge that it could be the nurse. It could be the doctor doesn't have good bedside manner, but the nurse is so kind and courteous. The male nurse is so kind and courteous, right? Uh, and then the female doctor is not so nice, no. Uh, it could be both ways, right? Absolutely. So, um, I, the point is you thank the doctor. You have a post office. I, you, 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 the person drops off the mail. Right? You thank the person. You thank your husband for calling you during lunch. How many of us, our, our spouse calls us specifically to see how we're doing? Right? A relative calls us. Our brother calls us. My, my sister, your sister calls you. They call every other week. Do they have to call? No, they call and say, how are you doing? Thank you. Right? Isn't that great? Isn't that important? Isn't that impressive? Right? A cousin calls. Right? Most people, they have cousins, they're very, very close, they're younger, they play together, and they move on in life. A cousin calls. Fantastic thing. Well, you can call your cousin if you haven't called. They can appreciate that also. Right. But to say thank you, if we stop in a, ha, most of us, we get a call from a cousin, it's a good feeling, but we're not appreciative for, for it. Right. Right. To say, say thank you. Right. To, to actually say thank you several times a day, three times a day. It doesn't have to be a great thing, but it has to be to stop, to mocker, appreciate the good. And if we do that, if we do that exercise, we're thinking on a train of thanking for the good. We'll appreciate the chassad and the goodness of the, of the people around us. And then perhaps we can even get to the next level of appreciating all the kindnesses of Hashem. That was what we discussed last week. Says of Volba, Halkara Satayiv, gratitude is Hamida Shaseichel Mechayiv, one's intellect obligates a person in that. Umida Yafe is such a precious thing. Right? To be a grateful person. To be a person who has appreciation right? to his teachers, to to his friends, to his relatives, spouses, children, right, parents. Why in general most people, right? Also, everyone has a certain amount of gratitude, but how many of us are really have burst in gratitude? Most people have a certain degree of kafoytayv, of not appreciating the good. Even from the time of Adam Harishan, from Adam, there was the idea of kafoytayv, of denying the good that was given. Hari Amru 
God went down and saw by the tower of Babel this this tower that Bnei Adam were building. The Bnei Adam Rashi says over there, Mechazal Bnei Adam, Elu Bnei Me, the children of man who we think they're children of donkeys, Bnei Chamor children of donkeys and camels. Of course, they're Bnei Adam. They were the children of Adam Harishon Shekafa Satoiva. What did Adam do? And God said, Why did you eat from the fruit? He pointed at his wife. He said, This woman you gave me. You gave me this woman. Haisha Shenasata Imadi. God, what have you done to me? Right? Right? And so God, Rashi brings down this, the, 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 uh, the Medrash. That these people who are building the, the, this tower in Babylonia, Tower of Babel, they're also covered. They were safe in the novel. And they're building a tower against God. They didn't appreciate the good that were given. They had, they had lack of appreciation towards God. We're right now working on Kafiyas Atoiv Legabe Bnei Adam, right? Because as I mentioned last week, if we can't appreciate our spouses if, who are in front of us, if we can't appreciate our children, if we can't appreciate our parents, if we can't appreciate our job, if we can't appreciate good neighbors, if we can't appreciate good friends, if we can't appreciate people who watch out for us, who invite us over, who take care of us, right? who call us, and we see them! How in the world is a person going to appreciate them? Who is not physical, and you have to actually stop a little bit, a little bit, to see Hashem. Not that much. But if you can't do it on the human beings you deal with interact with, you're not going to appreciate Hashem. You won't... And so you have religious Jews, right, observant Jews, walking around as ingrates. Because they can't, they didn't even start with the necessary step, which is to appreciate the people around them. Why could people be kafoytoyev? People who deny the good, don't appreciate the good that are so prevalent in each of our daily lives. Shteit Sibos, Yeshna Ladavar. Two primary reasons. Ha'achasi, Musko Rishon Ba'adam, Shakomuva Me'elav Mo'elam, Ba'elam. It's a, our, 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 our upbringing is, is that everything just belongs to the world. No, this all belongs to me. It's, it's, it's my world. There's a certain egocentrism. Most people, they, you know, they, they feel they're self-centered at some level. They're self-centered. Of course, when a baby is born, a baby does not have das. It doesn't have a, 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 a serious intellect. And later, when it becomes more developed, a child, and it starts to get a certain intellect, he expects parents to feed him dinner. Right? Chaim David, does he expect to get dinner from you? I can tell you one thing. I 
This is great. That's great. That's great. But but if he didn't have dinner, he probably would be shocked beyond belief. Right? And if somebody didn't put him to sleep, he'd be shocked beyond belief. And if he didn't have a bed, every kid, that's, he expects to be taken care of. I mean, that is how every child, if they're lucky, listen, there are people who grow up in dysfunctional homes who don't have that. <laughs> but in any healthy, functional home, a kid grows up with, I'm going to get dinner tonight. Uh, you know, and when, and, when, and when a kid gets sick, uh, then my mommy's going to take me to the doctor, my daddy's going to take me to the doctor. Right? That is a normal world. Give him what he needs. This is the way the world is. My parents, of course they take me to to eat. My parents take go to school. This is all part of life. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way I get clothes, I get food, I get house, I get a bathroom. All this, this is the way the world is. A person has a fundamental ego. At some level, we look at the world. There's, everything, and there's a good part to that, by the way. We're not going to assess that tonight. There's a certain amount that it's true. That we should be realizing that we are the center of a world to accomplish. But the real negative of it for, for individuals is that they're egotistic. And therefore, if it doesn't make a difference if everyone else is okay. If I don't get my food, I'm upset. <laughs> right? Hey, if everyone's happy at the wedding and I get the bad seats and I'm putting the corner over, you know, I can't see anything. How could this be? You see everyone dancing at the wedding and you're sitting there all grumpy because what about me? Right? If all my friends in third grade have crayons, that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> I don't have crayons. I'm not happy. 28 other kids have crayons. I don't have crayons. And you go crying to the teacher. Why is this happening? What bothers us is our needs. That's going to bother us. So therefore, if everything in the world comes to us, this is just the way the world is created. My parents are supposed to give me dinner. Hey, by the way, there's still there. I know people who are 35. They still expect their parents to pay for the, to, to, to pay for their dinner, right? They don't. Need, they don't. Need, they, they live outside the house, but they're still expecting their parents to pay for their dinner. It's, of course, you're my parents. This is the way the world goes, and of course, you have to pay for my clothes, and of course, right? That, this is and me. If 28 other people have this and I don't have this, right? We are self-centered. So very hard, of course. If we're used to getting things, because that's how we're normal, that's how it's supposed to be. Normal, because we're not self-sufficient until much older, right? People have little babies, I mean, they're completely helpless. Right? They're gonna, they're, of course, oh, you think that, 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 and that, and, then, and even 10, 12, 13 year olds, 14 year olds are helpless at so many levels, that they are not able to cope with life. So of course parents are gonna provide, but that's at, at, at that level, right? A child is raised, feeling that the normal part of life is it comes to me. It's, a child will not naturally think that dinner is hakara satayu because they expect dinner. <laughs> right? and, and quite frankly, if a parent didn't give a child dinner under normal circumstances, I would report them. And so would you. <laughs> right? If a parent starves a kid under a, a normal, normal I mean, that's not normal. Right? So the kid's normalcy 
is that a parent will provide dinner. It doesn't have to be a fancy dinner. It doesn't have to be... But a dinner, right? There has to be some kind of food for a kid. They get, they, if a parent doesn't feed a kid, we look at that as negligence, derelict, or much worse, right? abusive. Right? A, a, a normal parent buys a kid's clothes. That's normal. Well, if a kid grows up thinking like that, again, it doesn't have to be designer clothes. We're not talking about a kid growing up. Right? But clothes, right? I think it's most of us view it, all of us, that a seven-year-old kid is not expected to buy his clothes. And therefore... And therefore, that seven-year-old kid expects that as well. Doesn't, doesn't think differently. Now, every kid has some clothes that the parents don't buy for him. They get it for a Hanukkah money, or they get it for their birthday, or whatever it may be. But the basics, for sure, is expected. That, I don't have to say thank you, because, you know, my parents, once in a while I ask my kids just to see what they say. So you're going to pay for dinner tonight? You know, like, I don't want to see if they, if they appreciate it. They're getting dinner, you know? <laughs> the other night, one of my daughters you know, was fighting with her sister, so she said, "You can't go on my bed." So I said, that "She could go on your bed." I, I heard this conversation. She, she says to me, "But it's my bed." So I said to her, "No, it's my bed, which I let you sleep in." <laughs> <laughs> so she said, "She, she said, I just said, and so I told her, this is, so she's like, hmm, you know, it, 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 it's her bed." Right? It's, it's, of course it's her bed. It's her bed. That's normal. What, the, the problem with that is that we don't appreciate that. It's something that our, our whole first years of life are being people who take things for granted. Because we expect it. And, and secondarily, secondarily we, we focus on ourselves. Just like if we don't get what we want, right? If everyone has a play date, I don't. It doesn't make a difference. We don't care. <laughs> everyone has a play date. I want the play date. That's how a kid thinks. Okay. Bamo Rab takes a lot of work. This starting point of life, which is ubiquitous to children, some parents are able to give a little bit of akarasatov. Because even when a kid parrots, thank you, of course, it's they're parroting it. They're not, it's not from the court at that point. Nothing comes from itself. No one owes you anything in this world. Nobody owes us anything. Our parents owe us nothing. Right? They have a natural instinct to give to us. Right? Our spouses, we think my spouse has to do this. It's in the Ksuba. It happens to be. He did sign that. Right? But, right, no, no one owes me anything. Right? No, no, nothing's guaranteed. As opposed to something that's expected. Imagine a kid. Oh, thank you, mommy. Thank you, Todd. Every night. Thank you for this rice. I had rice four straight nights, but thank you. Thank you. I'm so lucky to have this rice. Right? Thank you. Thank you for making my bed. Thank you, Tati. Thank you, Ima. Thank you, you know, th- thank you for taking me to the doctor. Right? Imagine a 12-year-old kid. Thank you for taking me to the dentist. Mom, thanks for taking me to the dentist. I'm so appreciative. I can tell you, I have a few kids, every kid takes time. My wife and myself are busy lots of time for all kinds of things. You know, I, there's, there's a limited amount of time in the day. Hey, every time someone goes to the dentist, it comes at a, at a cost, at some level. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's a fantastic thing. I want to make sure everyone has healthy teeth. 
Right? But really a kid, would it be unbelievable if it realized, thank you. Right? Not, uh, a husband gets a wife flowers every Shabbos. If your husbands don't get your wives flowers, then speak, have them speak to me. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm not saying has to be flowers. I used to do that. I don't even do that today. There's something if you get something. Do something. So, do, do we appreciate that every week? Right? I mentioned a good idea and I still, uh, and I still think a wife should look nice for her husband when he walks in the house. I, it's, I think it's a posh Jewish idea. Right? I, and a husband should thank his wife. Thanks for, for, you know, you have the kids, you have this, you're tired, you came back from work, put on makeup. Thank you. And that's an unbelievable thing. Right? That's appreciation. But if we take things for granted, right, we don't appreciate the chas of the teva. Right? People go for a walk with us every morning. So if it goes once a month, it's a treat. Oh, thank you. But that just does things for you every, all the time. Right? People, uh, call us. People invite us for meals. People say, hello, how are you doing? It's, it's nice. It feels good. Realize the chesed v'toyvah. This avoid nothing is, yeah, actually nothing, nothing definite which, which we grew up with. And the world doesn't revolve around us. <laughs> you know, no one has to do anything for us. Right? No, one, no one's forced to do anything for us. We, if we have that Velta and Shalom, that world, everything's chesed. We see the chesed. We appreciate the good. And from Hashem. Who, you could all Baruch Hashem in this room see me. I can see all you, thank Hashem. Who said I have to see? Who said we have to hear? We have to know our heart has to be beating. Who said we have the ability to taste good food? Who said we have the ability to, to smell delicious things? Who said we have the ability to be able to walk? To talk, to wake up in the morning, you know, Baruch Hashem, not because of me. We have a class like this. This is fantastic. Right? This is a Chesed Hashem. Right? Who says we get a class like this? Right? I mean, these are things we should be stopping and appreciating to see that nothing comes. <laughs> nothing comes. I was mentioning of a couple of people from institutions here, a restaurant, uh, a kosher store. Is, is that automatic? It, it takes a lot of work, no? A lot of work to make sure it's to provide for the community. That's pure. I mean, it is a communal. It's communal infrastructure, right? Who says it's going to these things have to be there? I appreciate. I appreciate. If a person does that, it doesn't make a difference if it's from. I tell you, we go with Hashem from people. Alinu l'Islam. If you teach yourself, l'Tamik kol mamish, everything good, everything good, everything good that we get in this world is tava v'chesed iman. Somebody does anything good, if our husband walks in the morning and he smiles, right? If our kids clean up after themselves, he say thank you. Miracle, miracles, right? Right? right. Anything good. We have nothing, nothing's guaranteed. Somebody, somebody brings you a, a small gift. What a wonderful thing. How fantastic. Hey, you go to a new place, somebody introduces their warm to you. And that's usually people feel that because they're out of place. Right? But how about, how about this? Somebody comes to, new, to our place and we welcome them and we appreciate the opportunity to help our person. Right? Usually the guests feel, oh, thank you very much. How about we appreciate the guests? (laughs) 
How about we appreciate the ability to help others? Thank you for letting me help you. I can tell you, I was once in a house in Bnei Brak. I will never forget this house. It was like, I, 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 it was like unbelievable experience. You know, I, a friend of mine who was actually opening a kailo in uh, Grey Neck. So he, uh, right now in, in New York, so he's, he was a chash of a guy. So he uh, was us two. We're in this house in Bnei Brak. He had to manage this house. This was like, I got to this house. It was like a real serious, it was very, very close to Abraham Kanyevsky. So he brought to Abraham Kanyevsky. I was 18 at the time. So I'm sleeping in this house. Get to the meal. He, he starts, he start, cuts the challah. He looks at us, oh, not big enough for the guests. And he gives us like bigger pieces. He, he wouldn't let me pour my soda. You know, uh, uh, no, let me pour it. He wasn't, it wasn't shtick. I want you to know one thing. He was so appreciative that we were in his house. I, I, he, I never had that kind of like to that extent. This guy was like, "Thank you so much for coming." Like, he really felt an honor and a privilege to have guests. In fact, this book that I read to my children today was called "Dovi and the Surprise Guests." This little boy Dovi wants to have guests for Shabbos. Most of us, and we're good people, when we have guests, we feel we're righteous. <laughs> okay. We're doing an act of mitzvah. We're helping somebody else. And that's how we live. We helped somebody else. As opposed to thinking, thank you, you're my guest. You gave me what an opportunity. <laughs> it's that difference, one in a, it's like nine day, by the way. I'm not saying a person doesn't have the, the, the feeling of thank you so much if they're not getting a great mitzvah. But it's a different, it's a different world view. Hey. It's completely different. And I'm not talking about if you get the illustrious rabbi statement or, or, or some famous person, you know. Or of course, if, if, you know, if, if Warren Buffett stays in your house, thank you, Warren, for staying by me. Right? But, but, if, but, but if Warren Blank, you know, who you know, just came here for some high-tech conference from Guatemala, and you don't know him, you know, most of us are like, Warren, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I'm so lucky. How lucky I am. But really, a person who has hakaras, I tell you, somebody who enables them to do good deeds, they're very appreciative. And they don't look at not because they're a little, but they, they really appreciate that they merited. You know, I, I, one of my favorite biographies. This book is unbelievable. I mean, Ari Levine, that's I can time. That book. Anyone read that book? Say that book. It's Mamish and Musar Sefer. It's a Musar Sefer, and you see the children he had. You know, Dormer Yashiv of course, the Rebbe Tzimkanevsky is a granddaughter. I mean, look at the family, the, 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 the unbelievable, right? I mean, the guy would go out Friday night, and if he get, guess he would do a jig in the streets. <laughs> he felt how lucky I am. He's my guest. It didn't, be, it didn't make a difference who the guest was. That's, that is a person who appreciates all of the good. Who appreciates the chas. And guess what? Who do you think burns out quicker from getting, having guests? The person who feels, oh, I'm so righteous, you know, I'm doing you a favor, or the person who feels they're doing me a favor? Who do you think burns out quicker? I don't think I need to explain what, which, which, which happens. Um, we have to appreciate all the gifts that we have, right? That nothing, not, we don't, don't deserve anything. Nothing is for sure. We're not four-year-olds anymore who, who we assume that we get dinner. Because guess what? Even four-year-olds, if we really thought that, <coughs> should jump up, would jump up 
Now it happens to be, I, I, I've spent this many times, I think it's a tragedy, an absolute tragedy, the parents do not make their children stand up when they walk into the house. Absolute tragedy, because when they get older, it's not the time to discipline on this. this right? My kids, I walk in, not because of me, <laughs> they would stand up for myself and my wife, all of them. Right? My two-year-old knows that. Right? I mean, that should be poship, but I don't expect my two-year-old when he gets to the thank you, Tati, I thank you so much. He's not, he's not there. Right? I mean, but they really should be. <laughs> okay? They don't, my two-year-old, he doesn't deserve inherently anything. Of course, my parental responsibility, I'm not t- denying that. But does he deserve it? Is it intrinsically belong to him? No, it doesn't intrinsically belong to him. Right? Of course, if you bring a child in the world, the parent has a responsibility. I'm not taking that away. But for the kid himself, right? Uh, when we get older, if we appreciate that anything good, anything and everything good that comes to us from any person we meet is not guaranteed, we appreciate the chassid that it is. Right? If anything and everything that happens to us that is good doesn't belong to me, it doesn't gu- it's nothing guaranteed to me, then we can appreciate the chassid. Constantly. Same thing with Hashem. I feel a chaim life. Oh, life. Life. This is the I see one day. You see what young people <laughs> I see you. I feel a chaim. Life, who guarantees life? So you appreciate life. We should appreciate life that is given to us. What are a person fetching so much about this and that? You have life! What? In life itself, if we stop and appreciate life, the fact that a person has, a, has a, a, you know, has athlete's foot or a nose ache or doesn't get what they want always. Are they just there and crying? Imagine now they want the lottery. That you, you, things are good. You know, if if tomorrow, if tomorrow you make a million dollars and you drop your china, yeah, you're not going to worry about the china. You just made one a million dollars. Okay, life's worth a lot more than a million dollars. Right? I mean, a person who wakes up in the morning is like, how many of us appreciate life? What do we do? We assume we're alive. Of course, I'm alive. <laughs> of course, I'm alive. It's like, yeah. <laughs> one of the perks uh, that, I, that, I, that I hate to do but I have a car so I have the opportunity to go to the hospitals okay no, nothing's guaranteed in life at any age at any time at any station at any moment right if we would appreciate life what are you what is a person who has life complaining about Everybody's a gift of life. The gift. I mean, people walk around sad of the dumbest things because they don't appreciate the gift of life. <laughs> right? A moment of life. Right? They, their soup didn't come out good so they're all upset. Right? They, they, they didn't get what they want in this area. And sometimes it's even things that they really want. I mentioned last week I can't understand you know, you meet girls, nice, sweet girls, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. They have come from great base from great schools, and they are taught good ashkafas. What's a good ashkafa? Right? That the best thing for a girl is, by the way, Andy, if your wife is very appreciative, yes. right, that you let her come to this class. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right? Personally, you meet a 23, 24, 25, 26 year old girl. Kudoshkov, she wants to get married. 
So what happens is, is guess what? You don't always get married right away. And the girl can go on mourning, like literally, like life, mourning life. Of course, it's a good thing. Who does, of course the person should want to get that. The person walks on mourning. Well, appreciate life. You, 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 you make the most of everything in life. If people want to have children. And they, and as long as they don't have the children, they, they don't, they don't, do you think that's what God wants? He says they're mourning every day until they have a kid? <laughs> right? Person doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have the ideal situation. Appreciate life. It doesn't mean not to try to better life. No one's saying that. Of course, but to appreciate, we appreciate all of our gifts. Happiness. How in the world is a person not happy when they're, when they're alive? If you'd understand, right? Any good that we have, we have to, to repay. We have to, we have to, we have to, we have to appreciate that it's, it's a goodness and a kindness. When somebody would do us a favor, somebody would, would help us in any way, form, or fashion, a, a spouse, a spouse, like our husbands, our wives, for me, right? right? Uh, thank you! No one's got, a child, a parent, a cousin that calls, a boss, somebody remembers, somebody you know, helps you in any form, way, they give you a, a, a ride, you know, thank you so much. He gave me a lift. Thank you. Like, the, of course, you gave me a lift. I'm your friend. You know, you owe it to me. I gave you a lift. Right? No, everything you see the chesed, a gansavels from chesed, a whole world. It's a, it changes your whole everything. Nothing's guaranteed. Any good, kind thing. And by the way, if you're like that, it creates it creates in the world. I, I, one of these guys I had lunch with today. He told me. If, the, if orthodoxy would conquer, the, would, would fix the world, right? I'd become orthodox Jew tomorrow. So, this guy didn't know what hit him because basically, his, I was supposed to have lunch with his friend and he was Bahashkach in the restaurant, so he, I think he heard more about, more about, uh, more about Torah today than in the first 60 years of his life. So, so I said to him, I said, listen, um, I'm not going to tell you that orthodoxy tomorrow is going to fix the world but I'll tell you one thing you do good in this world it has a reverberates you come to your house you are have hakar sato for all the good not only does it increase the bond the people want to do more good it incentivizes it but the people around you have that also every spouse if you're very appreciative again 99% of the normal people in the world if you thank you so much then it, it just generates more. If you have a relationship, people like giving to, to people who are appreciative. It's, people don't like giving to people who are not appreciative. But when people, it, it, you, you're a model, you're an ambassador for, you spread the light and the, the shine to other people. When you're around happy people, they bring out happiness. Right? It's, it, it, it's, 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 it's contagious. Person who has a cause, we're in a world of chasid. Anu chayim. We don't have this hakarasato. When we, we're spooling, everything comes to us, and we don't get everything we like. Then it's a bitter world, right? Oh, oh, and, and it's an it's an unsatisfying. Right? Nobody's to that extreme, but to whatever extent it is, right? In a tava, you don't see tava, you don't see good, you don't see chesed. Guy, why did you do this to me? There's so many chesed. Two things are missing. <laughs> 
Hashem, why you do this to me? I can't, I can't, I can't live. I have no, no strength. I can't do this. Person's depressed. Person's happy. Person despises their husband for, for not knowing the time of the day. This is like his wife's giggle. You know, why? Uh, you, don't see, you don't see the hatal of the chesed. And of course everything's bitter or, or, or upsetting. Achloy, I, I, you know, the, the best thing is somebody told me they had a baby after years of trying. That every time the baby cries, it's like, it's like 3 a.m. Oh, what a sound. You know, what a sound in the middle of the night. Baruch Hashem. Now, most, you know why? That person appreciates the chesed. Of course, there's a there was a lack, but you don't shouldn't have, need that lack, right? A person shouldn't need lack. A person realizes the chesed. When you see the chesed, it's the sound is beautiful, right? When a person's looking to get married, they have to know what time it is, right? I'll deal with it. Baruch Hashem. Person has a job in that little cubicle with the bladder mouth guy next to him, right? That guy can't stop talking right? about the Super Bowl. What is that with the Oakland A's or the Super Bowl, right? So, uh, right. So, I do know who's in the Super Bowl. Alright, so. <laughs> right? So, you appreciate that blabbermouth. You know why? I have a job. Baruch Hashem, I have a job. A person's whole day is a different day. A person's whole galaxy is a different galaxy. We have to see a world of Hatav of the Chesed. Chiba of race, and that creates a world of, of love, of, of chiba, of goodness, of seeing, of seeing the good and appreciating the good. This oil and bar, as we do this, as we say thank you to the people every day, we have to, it's not only we say thank you, when we say thank you, we have to realize they didn't owe it to us. The post office guy did not owe me this. Even though I, 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 he's a work government employee. And a doctor doesn't owe me, he, I don't, the world does not revolve around me. Thank you. When we do the three times a day, thank you. You have to stop and think. Nobody owes me anything in this world. Nothing to me is guaranteed in this world, and that's how a person has to be mindful. I have to end early tonight because there's a dinner committee. But I do thank everyone for coming tonight, and we will c- c- pick up next week. If it's quick, I can take it. If not, I have people waiting. For me, the world is created. That is as far as motivating us to do great things. That's a motivational factor, and it's a true motivational factor. But as far as getting good things, being the receiver, nobody owes us anything. And if we realize that, if we appreciate that, we'll see that when everyone, and each one of us, every day has dozens of things from human beings. I'm not talking about from everybody. So not the, the list. <laughs> I mean, when we stop, when we get to the level of Hashem, we're going to be like, oh, what a world! What a life! Right? But when we stop in the day, the human beings, nobody owes me anything. Baruch Hashem for this, Baruch Hashem for that. Thank you for this. And if we have that, it's a different world. It's a different galaxy. Okay, thank you.